Welcome to Fuck the Generational Wealth Gap. I'm your host, Elise Alexander, your go-to fam when it comes to creating a wealthy life and getting rid of all that mental baggage that comes with codependency and perfectionism. It's not an easy trip, but you better bet your ass it's worth it and you are worthy of it. From unlearning limited money beliefs to rewiring your subconscious for an easy, wealthy life. Are you lying to me? Now, this is a question that gets a little, I think, sensitive for most people, including myself, right? Because are you lying to me is such a, it's kind of like an abrasive question. It's not very like soft on the surface. It's has a layer to it, right? And something that I know that I have been good at in the past is hiding or neglecting my own feelings because I'm looking to make someone else feel better, right? Instead of, I think, transitioning and shifting from the inside out, right? We always, if we have that codependency bone or if we have that people-pleasing bone, you know, it's definitely something that I have repatterned in my life a couple of times. But I really want to have like a real conversation today. Not that we don't have real conversations every day, but I really have like, I want to have an honest conversation of, you know, I don't think I've been bringing everything to the table that I can. I don't think that I have been allowing myself to receive everything that I can. I don't think that I have, set myself up and done the work, right, for everything that it takes, right, to get me to where I want to go. And I think sometimes we want to avoid the harder feelings, right, the frustration, the, uh, I feel like I'm here again, really, like, right, like, I know what it's, I know what it feels like to literally want to avoid that at all costs. It literally feels like, (laughs) It feels like your body is shaking. It feels like you really can't pay attention to more than like one thing at a time. It feels like, you know, you need to breathe, but you don't know how and you didn't even realize that you stopped. (laughs) These are all things that I kind of have acknowledged about myself that I have been doing lately, right? Allowing myself to kind of cave in a little bit and take a step back, but if it's not supporting someone else around you, it's also hard, right? How do you still put yourself first when so many people in the environment are experiencing such a shift, right? Because I think we're all experiencing our own shift right now. And I think it makes me ask, you know, are are you really telling the full truth to yourself? Right. And what I mean by this is we're really good at like being honest with ourselves sometimes more than others and with others sometimes more than ourselves. But I think the key to this really is, is are you allowing yourself to become something else to make someone else feel better? 
you know, and I knew that something was kind of wrong, but I didn't know exactly what it is, right? And so I kind of knew, like, I wasn't exactly regulating myself. I ran out of cannabis. I became, like, a little on edge and not able to really think about multiple things at the same time, which is normally, like, a normal thing for me, right? And I got uncomfortable. And when you have a coping mechanism, whether supportive or not, I think it's always hard to admit like you maybe aren't looking for an answer or don't want an answer or kind of avoiding an answer, right? But I didn't even realize that I wasn't regulated until I talked to someone else about it, right? I wasn't hungry. And when I'm not hungry, I'm not regulated. And when I'm not regulated, I can't hear the sublime intuition that I have for myself. And... I think sometimes I kind of force myself to be able to have that connection in the past. And I really want you all to learn from my mistakes of really acknowledging the signs, right? When you're taking that turn for yourself, when you're not wanting to be as honest with yourself or you're noticing like a next level in your life and you know that like, Shit's getting real. Normally it gets real scary. <laughs> um, but I really want you to ask yourself, like, are you being fully honest with yourself with everything that's going on in your life? Whether you're happy, not happy, what you're doing for a living, how much money you're making, like what you're doing on the weekends. Do you want to have a weekend? Do you want to like travel the world? What do you want to do? You know? And I think really just acknowledging this beginning point of like where it is, the lies that we tell ourselves is what I say, right? Like the stories, because even though there are beliefs, right? We see them, we believe them. It's still difficult to say like that someone's belief is right or wrong. It's their experience of something, right? And I think it's always easier to say like, oh yeah, do this, do this as a coach, and now like being smack dab in the middle of something, like you really acknowledge how much work, number one, you have done, always how much more work that I still feel like there is to go, but I can find ways to get back to myself now in which I couldn't before. I would spin, I would spin for days, maybe weeks, maybe months. And now, even though it's a couple hours of a shift, it still gets me into the physical state that I want to be in so that I can hit that next level me, that version of myself that is more honest with myself, you know, because one of the reasons I'm sharing this is because I came across a huge aha yesterday that one of my friends kind of like smacked me in the face with, which is like, am I being fully truthful with people around me of what's going on in my life, right? And like letting people fully in. And I've had some people exit my life recently and my friend, my best friend gave me an explanation for it, like just his take. And I was like, wow, like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, you're so right. You're so right. Like where in my relationships am I not being fully transparent? And 
<clears throat> what I'm going through and my experience and always when you level up like there's pain or things that you have to let go of or whatever it is but I think sometimes we get lost and we do start to shift the language so that it is harder right um and maybe even harsher but I think it's just really important that you acknowledge <clears throat> how you're talking to yourself, what you're telling yourself. Are you going deep enough? Are you being honest? So I have a couple of things. Number one, don't always have to speak it, but it has to come out. So like you don't always have to speak your truth, but it does have to come out. So whether it's like on paper or to an ode to an art project or you know, you want to build something, you want to create something, like, you don't always have to speak it, but you do have to, like, allow that energy to expand and to get out of you, right? I talk a lot about, like, using a pool noodle to get out your anger, because I do still have a lot of anger, right? And I know a lot of people who do, who have anger about their past or their trauma or their childhoods. And I'm definitely not saying that like all of it's gone. I think a lot of it's gone. I've worked really hard um, to really get that uncomfortable with myself to know how to not just handle that version of myself, but love that version of myself. Um, so you need to get it out in some sort of way in some sort of way maybe that doesn't harm you would be great. Um, number two, you, are you, are you doing body scans? Like, are you allowing yourself to ask yourself how you're feeling or are you not asking yourself how you're feeling at all? Are you just assuming how you feel? Or are you kind of just like putting a label on how you feel? It doesn't even match because you want it to be something else. I've done this. <laughs> and when are you doing them? Are you doing them in the morning? If you are, congratulations. Are you doing them at night? If you are, congratulations. If you're not, it's okay. I was once you, and I definitely have my moments where I have to come back to it, right? I have to come back to my practice of scanning myself and of seeing what it is inside me that maybe doesn't feel right or doesn't feel good or doesn't feel like it should be there. Or maybe what's been there for so long, right, that feels so uncomfortable now that it's gone. This has been a big one for me, too. This has been a huge insight for me of what has been in there, right, that I got rid of that then made me super uncomfortable again because of the fact that I was used to it being there and then all of a sudden it wasn't there. <laughs> so I don't think it matters when you do the scan. I think it's good to know where your base levels are, right? So after you wake up, before you get out of bed, where are you at? And then I think it's also good to know, like, I look up the the feeling wheel a lot. Maybe not as often as I should, not gonna lie. I'm human. I should look at it more and I will look at it more. But I think knowing your feelings is really powerful. And I think knowing and being able to label them inside your body is also really powerful because it's also like the control that you have over yourself and your ability to connect with that. Okay, number three, 
Avoid, avoid, avoid. No, this is something that I could probably get like a master's at because I've definitely done it in my life, whether it's been in relationships, whether it's been in school, whether it's been in work, like the things that I don't want to do, I always avoided. The things that frustrated me, I always avoided. <laughs> the things I didn't like, I always avoided. And I think that we get so used to avoiding that sometimes we don't recognize that we are avoiding until we kind of like realize internally, okay, where are we at? Where can we allow ourselves to see where it's just been a little bit too uncomfortable to be with ourselves? So who is it that we are avoiding? When is it that we are avoiding? Because maybe you're avoiding someone else, but really you're actually avoiding you. Maybe you're avoiding someone else, but really actually you're avoiding someone else, you know, and you don't know. I think it's important to know who it is that you're avoiding. You'll always know. It'll hit a sore spot. It'll be uncomfortable. And that you don't have to rush. No rushing, no avoiding. But like when I'm in my rushing phase, when I'm in my moment, when I'm just trying to get from like one place to the next, and I'm trying to keep my head up. Oh yeah, avoid, avoid. Because I already know that I'm an experience of death, right? Once I open that up. Number four. What causes you stress? This is a really important one for me because when I am stressed, I do have coping mechanisms. And yes, like cannabis is one of them. But I think that ultimately what causes you stress, you need to see like long-term something that causes you stress. Like for me, it used to be like wanting my family to be proud of me. And then I had to like break that belief and believe in myself right before anyone else could believe in me. But like, what is it that you believe causes you stress? Is it the traffic? Is it your significant other? Is it your parents? Like, what is it that you believe causes you stress? And how can you minimize that experience over time, right? And lessen it over time so that it can dissipate dramatically so that you can have exactly what it is that you want. So I'm gonna show you how to do a scan. And then we're going to be done for the day. Okay. Do you want to know how to do one? Yes. Yes. I'm thinking yes. Okay. So the scan that I keep talking about, I want you to sit down or lay down. I like to lay down. Close your eyes. Allow yourself to roll your shoulders back to lay fully out and comfortable. You can just put your hands at your side. And I want you to like use your imagination to envision a light coming from like the top of your head, scanning all the way down your body. And throughout the scan, I want you to just ask yourself, like, how does this feel? How does this part of my body feel? And all you're asking yourself in the beginning is like, what does it feel like? What does it feel like? So when you find something that maybe feels sticky or feels rough or feels gross or feels like you want to throw up, right? Find that place in the body if you have it. And I want you to basically sit with that and do the scan. And then you will start to later, like go all the way down to your toes. You will start to later connect the fact that a lot of these come up more than once, especially inside of us, that it might be the same emotion coming up over and over and over. It might be 
a part of the body that needs to be healed that we don't pay as much attention to, or we are paying attention to, and we're on the wrong path or whatever it is, right? Like <clears throat> the body code, even on Google shares with us, right? The parts of the body of why we struggle with it. Like sometimes I'll just type in like, what is the spiritual meaning of hurting your back? <laughs> I am that person. Um, and I think it's just really important to look up those things because the parts of the body are showing you where it is that you are internalizing that conversation. So then you get to the feeling wheel and you talk to someone about how it is that you feel or you write down how it is that you feel and then you talk to someone. But that is how to do a scan. It is very simple. It is very regular if you continue to do it. And I would say that when to do it doesn't matter. I would say that just continuing to do it often, even if you forget to do it every day, but continuing to do it like maybe every two weeks, if you're super busy, right? Like we don't always remember. I try to do it every day, but I would say maybe sometimes it's five times a week. Maybe sometimes it's four times a week. Like again, you know, I'm also in my own human experience. So, okay. The action that I want you to take is I want you to do your own scan and I want you to scan your emotions. And then the exit question that I have for you is how often are you doing a mental health check? And you do you know what to check? Because I would love to support that if you maybe are curious or don't know yet, or you don't know what it is that are the signs, right, to look out for with mental health. But how often are you doing a check? And do you know what to check? Okay. I hope you guys have an amazing day. I hope you are getting a little bit closer in your life to connecting with why it is that you do what you do. And I love you and I will see you next time. Do you like to help people? Then don't forget to subscribe and to send your favorite wealth podcast to the people that you know who will resonate. This is how we continue to raise the vibration on the planet. We do this work from the inside out. So the more people that we continue to share with to grow, we can make more of an impact on the planet together.